Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Diane Callahan, your host for The Lighthearted Life. Our topic today is so great. Um, you guys, you're going to love it. It's finding unexpected gifts in the most uh, unwanted storms. And my guest today, I've been so looking forward to this. My guest today is Jody Rosser. She is a speaker, podcaster, teacher, and author of an amazing book. The name of the book is Depth, Growing Through Heartbreak to Strength. Jody, 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 welcome. Good morning. Oh, thanks for having me, Diane. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you. I'm so excited to have you here. So for everyone listening, Jody and I met, this is a crazy story too. Jody and I met almost a year ago, last November in North Carolina at a fabulous writer's conference. And um, I picked up her book and I was like, this is all about the kinds of things I teach about and speak about and write about. And I knew that we were meant to be friends and collaborators. And so we met there and then come to find out that we're both really good friends with the same gal, Lisa, and Jody lives in Southern California, and so do I. And here we were, Carolina, meeting for the first time. And so I think this was all meant to be, Jody. What do you think? Oh, yeah. It's such a great story. I mean, we literally live in the same area, but we met across the United States. It's so <laughs> funny. Love how God works. But, yeah, I remember meeting you in the lobby of the hotel, like, the very first day I was there, and we just connected and, and really, we connected through our hard things, not the joyous parts of our life, but just the challenges that we've walked through. But I love that God's not wasting those. So, yeah, it was really a divine appointment, Diane. I agree. I love what you just said. God is not wasting the pain that we have gone through. And we're going to talk about that today because your book is all about using, going, you know, we all go through heartbreaks. And you share some really deep and, and painful heartbreaks and how they can draw you closer to God, give you more purpose, and help you help other people. And we've both done that. We've both been through divorce. We've both been through miscarriage. We've, you know, you've lost a friend to cancer. I've been through four fights of my own cancer and lost many friends in this fight. So I feel like we're just like sisters of the soul. So I mm. want to start out by asking you, uh, you know, I'm imagining that most people who will pick up your book have gone through or are currently going through their own heartbreak. What ways do you hope that your book will encourage them? Mm, I love that. Well, first of all, I want them to know that I walked through it, that I have, I understand the pain that they're walking through. I, I'm one of the people that have walked through pain too. And so it's a perspective of a me too. It's a perspective of I'm coming alongside of you. Like I think you described it as I was just sitting having a conversation with you. And I want them to know I, I'm a friend through it. I understand. But then I also want them to hear some of the truth that God's given me through my heartbreaks because I think there's a lot of hope that I've experienced. And 
I also want to encourage them. So I want to come alongside and let them know that it is hard. The pain is real. The grief needs to be walked through. They have to let themselves feel the emotions. They have to work through it. You just can't get around grief. There's no way to like numb out of it. You have to walk through it. But then at the same time, there's these beautiful gifts that I found in the middle of it, like that intimacy with God, this deeper depth to my relationship with him. And just the way I saw how I became more empathetic and compassionate. Again, these qualities that I didn't have before, I walked through these unexpected storms. Again, that doesn't mean I loved the storm I was in, but I saw some purpose to it. And then most importantly, I loved how afterwards I was able to help other people through similar stories that I would never have been able to enter into their pain if I hadn't experienced the same pain. So those are some of the nuggets of truth from the book, but um, that was kind of my goal is to write it from a perspective of I understand what you're going through and I'm here for you. It, it literally is reading your book. Is, it feels like we're sitting down in your living room with a cup of coffee just talking to heartbroken, um, faith-filled women, um, sharing our pain, but also finding ways to, like you said, not waste it. And earlier we were talking about, you know, we don't know why uh, life can be so painful. Life can be so hard. We can be heartbroken. We can go through, you know, times where we don't know if we're even going to make it. And we were talking about that. Like, why does that happen? And, you know, I really, really believe that it happens because it helps us be the 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 compassionate, kind, caregiving, loving, generous humans that God meant for us to be. Because I'll tell you, and I figured this out, I started to figure this out when I was in high school when um, my house burned down. In fact, our whole wow. neighborhood, over 250 homes, um, burned down. There were people died in that fire. We lost my dog in that fire. And, um, and it was, you know, I mean, when you're 16, I had... Okay, I love clothes. People who know me know that. And I had clothes <laughs> that was hanging in my closet that still had the tags on because it wasn't cool enough yet, cold enough outside yet to wear sweaters and whatnot. So, I mean, it's hard to go through when you're 16 years old and now you don't have anything and you, your dog. And, and I watched my parents and they were just so um, faith-filled and they did mm. not despair. They did not despair. And my mom and I, my mom is 95 years old, and she and I have spoken dozens about how, you know, God teaches us so much through the challenges in our life. And what she and I talk about is how we didn't have any much time to despair at all because we were surrounded by love and generosity. People were lifting us up. I mean, a woman that she, uh, that she waited on, all the time in the bank where she worked, like had a house for sale. And the day after the fire, she took it off the market and she said, Dorothy, that's my mom's name. Dorothy, I want you and your family to live in that house until you find a new house or you build your new house. I have plenty of time to sell it. I'll sell it when you're done with it. Can you believe that? Wow. That is so beautiful. I just might have goosebumps over my body. That is so beautiful. I just just love the, the community that happens around loss, right? And yes, I love to talk about trees, Diane. So I just want to interject this quick tree story, if you don't mind, because no, this, the cover of the it. book has a tree. 
Yeah, the cover of the book has a tree on it with deep roots. And so one of the things I talk about in the book is that depth is so important, that deep-rooted growth. And that happens between our faith with God and us and, us, and with us and God. But there's another type of depth that happens, and that's relationships and community. And I think it's just as important. I think we need both. I think a lot of times people focus on only one and not the other, and I think they're missing out if they don't have both in their life. And so I know here in California we have these beautiful sequoia trees. I don't know if you've been there. Have you been to the sequoias, the sequoia national oh, park? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, so they're the biggest, tallest trees in the whole world. So, you know, I, since I love trees, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so exciting. I can only imagine how deep the roots grow. Well, when we got there, it was like the, the guy's like, no, they don't have depth at all. And I'm like, what? You're totally ruining my whole life message, you know? And then this is what he said to me. He said, the trees don't grow down. They grow wide. And they interlock tree roots stronger in community. And when I heard that, I realized, oh, my goodness, we're missing out on life if we're just doing it alone. We're missing out on an important part that God has for us if we're only going our roots deep in faith. Like, that is so important, and I think it's, like, the most important. But if we are not extending our roots out to others and finding people to interlock tree roots with and to share our stories with and help them through their pain as we've walked through a little bit ahead of them, then we're missing a big part. And that's what that lady did for you guys in that fire is, you know, she offered hope through community by saying, here, let me give you my home for a little while. And isn't that just a beautiful way to picture, like, the truth, the depth, like, not just depth, but width and interlocking tree roots? I don't know. I just love that story. Oh, my gosh. I have the chills right now. I I did not know that. And that just seems so perfect because, you know, so I've been through a lot of cancer, you know, four fights with cancer. Um, and wow, I have so a hard. I know, but God is so faithful. Um, he was with, he's been with me through everything. I have a friend who is also still fighting her own cancer for, for many, many years now. And the CEO of her company, the former CEO, his name is Brian Haramio, just a very faith-filled man um, running Tilden Coil Constructors here in Riverside. And they've done, in fact, this year, they crossed the $1 million mark. They've raised $1 million for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society for blood cancer research. And wow. so we've done fundraising events together, as you can imagine. Well, he always starts the fundraiser with a prayer. And he, and he often says, I don't know why God chose Diane and God chose Karen, our, my friend, and God chose all these people and children to walk through this journey with cancer. I don't know why, but I think one of the reasons is so that we will come together and we will do something mm. great because we love them so much and we love the Lord and we can make a huge difference by helping to fund research and find cures and help families that need help in this time. So God uses these hard things to bring us together because like I said, my mom and I have talked a lot about this, um, the fire and, and we've always said, you know, if life was just hunky dory all the time, you know, like everything's great, nothing's ever wrong, then we would just be skipping through life, cars or whatever, you know, just really thinking about our next vacation much more than thinking about who needs our help. How can we turn our life, into service? How can we turn our life into encouragement? How can we bring meaning and purpose to our life? And that is what we want to know we did on our last day on earth 
as we're transitioning to the glory of heaven, we're going to ask ourselves questions like, did I really live and did I really love and did I make a difference? Those are the things that are, they're they're coded into our hearts, right? To live, to love, to matter. Yeah. And so if everything was hunky-dory, we'd be at the beach, you know? And and then (laughs) at the end of the time, (laughs) go ahead. No, it's funny you say that because, you know, I think I used to be a perfectionist. I, I struggle with it still, but I think there's this idea like we want to be perfect, but you know what? The perfect person never really goes and helps anyone. If you think about it, like no one relates to someone in their successes. They relate to us in our struggles. So when I come and say I've been through a divorce and it broke me and I enter in and I share my vulnerable place, then I connect with someone because now they're like, oh, it's safe for me to share my vulnerable. But if I was to say, oh, my life is perfect, never been through anything hard, you know, I got this and that. Like, people are like, well, I don't want to talk to you because you're not going to be able to understand what I'm going through. So actually our brokenness, our, or maybe not even the word failures, but just our hard things that God has us walk through. Because sadly, everyone walks through something hard. And if someone says they're not, they're lying because everyone has a storm in their life they face. And those yes. are the things, though, that I think breed that connection, that vulnerability of saying, this is where I'm walking through. This is my hard story. This is what breeds the connection. This is what breeds the community. Being that perfect person, which, first of all, no one is. But second, if that's what you really are trying to attain, you're going to miss out on a huge part of connection with people because people don't connect with our successes like they do with our struggles. Does that make sense? Uh, Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, I want to come back to that because I have a question for you specifically on that. But right now – we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the United States and around the globe with more than 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National National University, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now we're going to come back to our show, The Lighthearted Life, where we're talking about finding unexpected gifts in the midst of unwanted storms with my guest, Jody Rosser. Jody. I jotted down a note because I wanted to remember to ask you this. Um, You were talking about how you share the struggles that you've been through so that people can know that you understand their pain and that you're there for them and you can encourage them. The question I want to ask you is this. You and I are very similar. I mean, we're both blondes. We're both Southern California girls. We both have big smiles. We come across, when I've met you, we come across as very joyful. Both of us do. People remark yes. on that all, all the time, right? Joe, do you hear that a lot, right? Happy, yes, joyful. Yes, faith-filled. Okay. Yes. So because of that, have you ever felt like, say to you, well, you're so happy. Nothing bad must have ever happened to you. Mm. You know, that's a really good question, Diane. I'm sitting here thinking if that's ever happened. You know what? Honestly, I think I'm just so open with my hard things. I think people just know I've walked through hard things and that the joy uh-huh. is not 
because of my happy circumstances, but about my faith, you know, I, it really is crazy. I, I have to say the divorce really was my hardest time in my life, but my most growing time in my life. And that year that it happened, I really did not want people to know. I probably kept it really close to home for almost a year. And I felt like at that point, it was time to let people know. I didn't want there to be a whole bunch of gossip mill and all this stuff, but I just decided it's time to share. And I was really nervous to let people know. And it felt like this morning, God asked me to kind of like, a lot of times I was up early. My kids at that time were young, so we go to bed early. I was up like sometimes four or five in the morning. And I just felt like he was saying, write a letter. And the letter was like, mm-hmm. there was a quote I heard that, you know, everyone likes to share their um, highlight reel on social media, but no one shares their behind yep. the scenes. And yep. so I said, you know, I, I feel like I need to share my behind the scenes. And so I, I didn't give p- details in the sense that would be like sharing too much, but I mostly just shared that way God was showing up in the middle of my divorce. But I basically said, our family's walking through a divorce and God has been so faithful. And I wrote this whole thing. And I remember at the end, God was like, send it to everyone you know. And I was like, what? What are we doing here? You know, so I remember pushing send and then going and taking a shower and literally Diane going, what did I just do? You know, why did I announce this to everyone I know? And then I went back and sat down at the computer and it was like the most beautiful day because people were opening up and sharing things with me they had never told anyone because I had been vulnerable first. And when I walked that day later when I'm a teacher and I walked onto campus, it was like that person was looking at me, but they, and they knew my story, but they knew because I had told them it wasn't through like the gossip mill. And so they knew that the pain I had walked through. So then they saw my, I guess, joy from the Lord. They saw that even though I was in the middle of pain. I like to say it's like a broken clay pot. This is my other favorite thing. I'll, I'll tell it real quick. Is, but oh, I, I, I love felt the broken. Story. Wait, wait, so I love this story. I was not going to let you get off this show without sharing this. So please, everybody listen to this. This is so beautiful. Go, Jody, go. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. So broken pottery and trees. They're like my two things I talk about. So um, I remember the year that after the divorce, I mean, I was diving into books, really trying to grow, you know, learn see what I can do with this horrible pain I was in. Like, I just didn't want to get stuck there, right? And so one of the books I read was The Mended Heart by Susie Eller. And she talked about this woman who shared her testimony with a broken clay pot. And so it was a weekend that I didn't have my kids. And I was reading that book. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to break a pot. Like, this just, you know, there's something powerful about doing something physically for how you feel emotionally. So I was like, I felt broken. I felt shattered. So I'm going to go and physically break a pot and see how this, you know, plays out. So I went in my backyard, got this clay pot, and just kind of, like, hit it against the flower bed the you know the raised flower bed so it kind of started to shatter and then the pieces all broke and then I went and got a hot glue gun and I glued them back together and I put a little candle inside and I'm telling you it was like the most powerful imagery God showed me about brokenness because I think a lot of times we want to be that perfect clay pot that I talked about before but when we have the cracks what's beautiful is what's inside seeps out in such a gorgeous way so if you are diving deep in your faith and God is giving you strength as you're walking through your hard time, that's coming out those cracks. The, the beauty of the brokenness is coming out through your cracks. And so this light seeps through. And I remember taking a picture at night and it was just breathtaking as this light came out each of the cracks. And I just thought maybe there is beauty and brokenness. Up until that point, I just thought, I don't understand this broken, these brokenness I'm feeling, why we have to be going through this, why do I feel so broken. And it was the first time this like aha moment happened. And I love it. And since then, I've learned Sydney's art called Kintsugi. Have you heard of this, Diane, Kintsugi? Yes, my favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Isn't it so cool? Okay, so what they do is a lot of times people want to hide their cracks, right? Like I don't want anyone to see. But what Kintsugi does is they take a gold lacquer and they actually highlight it. They actually bring like 
your eyes to each crack by putting this beautiful gold lacquer. And it's almost saying you are more beautiful because of your broken pieces. And I would like to say to someone that's out there right now that feels broken, listen, I know it is hard and I know you're at a place and you're like, I don't know why I'm here, but can you just take each of those broken pieces you have and just lay them down at the feet of Jesus and say, I don't know why I'm walking through this hard situation. I don't know why I am in the middle of this broken circumstance, but I give you the pieces make it beautiful, and make it your way you want it to be. And I'm telling you, go break a clay pot. Wear eye, protective eye care. Don't get hurt in the process. I don't want anyone to, like, get a splinter in their eyes. But, like, you know, it is powerful to do something physically for how you feel emotionally. And that clay pot, I got to take it to Rwanda and share my testimony for the first time. It was my very first speaking engagement. It's how I end the book. So I don't want to give it away, but um, leave it with the women there. And show them that their broken story matters, that God is going to redeem it in a way they never thought possible. And I got to take this pot that I broke years before and God used it in such a powerful way. And so, yeah, I love talking about broken pottery. It's really beautiful. I think, um, I think that everyone needs to hear about your beautiful broken pot and how your light shines out of it. Now Um, you said something about being vulnerable, you know, um, I, a long, long time ago, I realized the, the power of vulnerability, right? I've been told mm-hmm. all through my life, well, nothing bad must have ever happened to you. You're so happy. You're so happy. Go lucky. It must be nice. And I kept thinking to myself, are you kidding me? But I didn't like bust out, you know, like um, my house burned down, you know, when I was in high school, I was, I, I went through a date rape situation, but I don't like bust it out, you know, all the time. But I remember one time, which has got me started being more vulnerable, and it was a business setting. I was at a national conference. I was in school public relations at the time, and I went every year to this amazing conference and saw friends I only saw once a year from across the country. And a bunch of us were um, at lunch one day, and I had had a really bad year. It was the year of my own marriage breaking up. Um, Mm. It was – it was – uh, not a good year. Let me just say that. And, I'm so um, sorry. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> thank you. I know. And and so and it's very hard to go through those things and then still be like thing at work and you know just miss perfect and everything, right? And so I missed some some things I wanted to accomplish. It just wasn't a good year, personally or at work, right? And I felt very sad about that and very down on myself. And so at this lunch, I looked around and I said. Have any of you guys ever had a year where it just wasn't good? Like the things that you, all the things that you wanted to do, um, you know, you didn't get done some of them and, and you let some people down. Anybody have ever have a year like that? Because I've had a year like that. And it was silent at the table. Like everybody stopped. Their fork was like halfway to their mouth and they looked at me like, what, what are you doing? Like, wow. what? Wow. And I was like, okay, yeah. then, okay, no big deal. And I told a joke or something, you know, because I got it. You got to laugh. Well, afterwards, a woman I knew came up to me and she grabbed my hand and she goes, I almost want to cry when I say this. She goes, I'm having that same Aww. kind of year. And I didn't know anybody else. Aww. Everybody here is so smart and creative and fabulous. And, um, and I didn't realize that anybody else was going through it. We literally sat in the hallway at the conference center through the whole next session and just talked about it and prayed about it. And um, that was the day Beautiful. that 
realize that you gotta tell people. You gotta tell them. Mm-hmm. You gotta let them see through those cracks because it's the only way that you can give them permission to say their own stuff. You know? Yeah. And to, That's and a to beautiful still story. Worthy. Yeah. Right. Because the the point is that even when we have a bad year, right? Um, we are still worthy. We are still valuable. We're still loved so much. And um, sometimes we need to tell people so that we can get that support like you got, like all those beautiful responses, you know, because that is what God intends for us. He wants us to lift other people up when they're at their lowest. And they're not going to come to us to let us do that unless they know that we felt their pain or that they, we can understand or that we won't be judging them. Right. we got to show cracks, right? Yeah, because you know what? You don't want to walk through grief alone. I think it's so lonely. And so you yeah. want others to, to support you and walk through it. But it's vulnerable to share that you're walking through grief, right? You have to open up. And so that's why I love that there's, like, support groups at churches and different places. I'm sure there was a cancer support group you've been through or you've walked through or you maybe are still in, you know, because it's like everyone in there is like-minded. Like, I'm walking through this, too, and you guys can be a support to each other. I know after my miscarriage, I did a support group called Empty Arms, and we all had lost a baby. And so there's something powerful about being able to look at someone and say, me, too. Like, I, I get what you're walking through. And... Um, you saying that at that, like, I literally have goosebumps that story you just shared because that woman, she probably felt so alone and everyone's probably sharing yeah. all their wonderful things at the table. And you yes. just entered into her world by saying, I'm having a hard year. And I noticed how everyone was awkward with it because, see, a lot of people struggle with people being vulnerable. They don't know how to respond. And so, yes. like, I love that you shared this story because people were qu- kind of quiet after, like, well, what do we say to that, you know? But the one that needed to hear that, Maybe she didn't speak up right there because sometimes it's awkward to, like, in front of everyone. But she came up to you personally, and you bonded in a way that you two never could have bonded if things, if you had just said, oh, yeah, life's so good. And, you know, and you were able to enter her pain and in such a beautiful way. And I love to talk about, it like, a bridge. You know, we're, we're all going to walk through something hard, and we're going to be that person on the bridge hurting. And so if we've already walked through something, what if we came back onto the bridge and said, let me help you across? And then that person now can turn around and help another person across. And it's like a ripple effect. And it's a beautiful way to take our pain and bring purpose to it. And I just think this is God's redemption plan for our pain is he doesn't waste it. And one of the ways he doesn't waste it is he uses it as we share our story to help another hurting heart. It is part of the way we heal full circle as well as bring them healing. It's like this beautiful, beautiful way that both hearts, is vulnerability and people yes. have struggle and i i just want to say to somebody today does it mean you share it with everyone on your email list like i did like who's the one person that needs to hear your story maybe it's just one person you open up to like you shared it and that one lady needed it right yep and ever since then yeah. ever since then um i've just been an open book and right. um, with what happened you know like with my marriage and having lost the babies and um, it's been, it ha- I haven't been able to talk about the date rape situation until just recently, actually. Um, and that was uh, when I was in high school. But even... I'm so um, sorry for that, by the way. Thanks. But you know what? I want to make sure that we talk about something really important before our, our time together ends. I want you to 
that there's something that I, I mean, there's a million things. You should see my copy of the book. It's dog-eared and written in because it's so full of wisdom. But listen, um, I want you to share with our listeners this acronym that you've created for the word strength, because that is what, that's like the core of how to get through it. Can you, will you share that with us? I'm going to read it because I get wordy with it and I don't have time for that. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> the, S is, the S is seek God and invite him into your pain. That's the first step in my opinion. And by the way, none of this is linear. It can go in all different orders, but I kind of did it in how maybe God moved it through me, but it could look different for you. Grief is never the same. Yeah. Okay, T, tearfully allow yourself time to grieve and process the emotions. R, replace your finite view with God's infinite perspective. E, embrace God's character development in the midst of the chaos. And never lose sight of God's grace. And that's an important one for people that feel shame because there are some heartbreaks that have shame attached yeah. to them. G, yeah. give praise to God even as your heart breaks. T, trust God is good when your mind is doubting and you don't understand. H, honestly share your story and help another hurting heart. Ah, oh, I love it so much. And if we could just stay focused on, on those things, we will be able to weather our storms and make them you know, important for help, helping other people. So yeah. before we end today, Jody, tell us where we can tell everybody where they can get a copy of your book and where they can find out more. You have a podcast called Depth. You have, you're a speaker. Where can they find out more about you? Because I know they want more from you. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I have a website. It's my name, JodyRosser.com. So it's J-O-D-I. R-O-S-S-E-R.com, and everything can be found there. That's kind of the hub. You can find a link to my podcast. You can find a link to my book. It's sold at all the major places like Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all that. Um, if they want a signed copy, I will. Um, they can order it through me, and so they can just send me an email at thedeckbook at gmail.com, and I love to – some people like personal copies, and I love to hear about their stories as well. Um, also on that, they can. there's a place if you uh, want to hear about my speaking opportunities and have me come speak at your church. And yeah, it's all at my website. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Jody.Rosser if they want to find me on social media. But I would love to connect with anyone that's hurting. I just want to offer them hope. I am very passionate about encouraging people in the middle of their grief. And my podcast has a lot of great, I'm actually almost to my 200th episode, Diane, if you can believe it. It'll be later this month. No, actually November. In November, I'll have my 200th episode like air. Wow. Crazy. So Yeah. So I have a lot of content on there for all different types of heartbreaks. If you can't relate to the three heartbreaks I've walked through, there's other people that have come on and shared their heartbreaks that are different. I want to make sure everyone feels like they have a me too, someone they can relate to. I love that. And Jody, I would love to be on your podcast. <laughs> we should totally do that, Diane. We I would should be totally so do it. Yes. Yeah. All we right. Should, well, the conversation can continue. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's going to. Absolutely. So, Listeners, I just thank you for, for being here with us today. I hope that we've encouraged you. I, I encourage you to reach out to Jody, um, buy this book. In fact, once you read this book, you're going to want to buy copies for the people that you love who are in their own storms and their own heartbreaks. So um, as we wrap up, just Jody, thank you so much for being my guest and thank you to all of our listeners and we have listeners in the United States, obviously, but all across the world now as we're an international show. So after our show today, you guys can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are also expanding very quickly to become a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, 
We'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and also on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. And as always, it's been such a pleasure to be your host today for the Lighthearted Life Radio Show. Thank you for listening. I want you to have the most blessed week. And and please um, have a lighthearted week and reach out to others and encourage them to have a lighthearted life. Bye-bye. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.